You're listening to 66.6 FM Radio TOVH The Flush Oh boy, you're listening to another thrilling episode of The Toilet of Hell Radio Show It's me, Joe Thrashenkill, joined by the 365 Days of Horror Or as I like to call him, Jordan Jordan, how are you? I am good, ye, and may I add, ha. Indeed. Uh, This isn't necessarily a themed episode uh, by intention. It's just going to kind of shake out that way, isn't it? I guess if you really want to think about it, a lot of our episodes are themed, and it's usually themed around dickheads and heavy metal. Yeah, I mean, is it too late to change the, like, Apple show description that says we talk about dickheads and heavy metal? I think we'd get a lot more listeners if we did that. Probably should. I'm going to update that. Um, <clears throat> it's been a while, I think, because we've been really focused on not talking about dickheads and metal and like s- talking about specific things instead. But ultimately, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but we're going to talk about dickheads and metal. So uh, here we are. What, what, what would you call the theme of this other than just dickheads? Um, just rolling disasters. Yeah, that sounds about fair. Um, <clears throat> before we get into all of that, how are you? I'm okay. It's, uh, it was extremely hot here this past week. We had an actual heat wave where we, I know, shudder to think for you, we made it above 90 degrees, so that was unpleasant. Yeah, uh, it was 109 two days ago, uh, deeply unpleasant, but this morning I got up to walk the dogs 72. I, uh, I feel like a, so- a soothing balm across my soul. Uh, the bad times are over forever. It'll never get shitty again. It'll never get cold in a couple of months and <laughs> leaving you all freezing to death. Dude, I- I'm thinking ahead this year. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get tire chains for like the three days where it inevitably ices and I have to go to work. <laughs> Just sliding around uh, the Johnson Highway. <laughs> Um, that's all, that's neither here nor there. Uh, we also have football finally returned. Uh, big things. Our teams are facing off, uh, against each other tonight. Should be a good time for all. Uh, I hope everybody's getting, uh, their bets in. Uh, we're going to do good this year. We're making money. Uh, anything else you want to add there or you want to dive right into the dickheads? I think despite us liking rival teams, our discussions of the games where they play each other is very much like this show because all of it is just this guy sucks on my team, this guy <laughs> sucks, the owner's evil. So yeah. it's a, it's it's not like we're heated, uh, take that. It's just like, yeah, well, yeah same, same as the show. I mean, you and I are, are sports fans, but we're not like uh, the kind of delusional sports fan that thinks like we are somehow affiliated with the teams that we like to watch. <laughs> when our team wins, we don't say we did it. Yeah, like, I, did, did I didn't do job. shit. I drank beer on my couch. <laughs> It was, we're like sports fans that don't like sports fans, just like we're heavy metal fans that don't like heavy metal fans. Oh boy, if that is not the most accurate description of this show exactly. <laughs> like, we are over here enjoying our thing. Stay away from us. Please, you stink. Uh, that applies to both sports fans and metal fans. Um, <clears throat> we haven't talked about our pantheon of guys in a while, have we? We have a rotating cast of characters, and I think for most of the summer, we've been taken up by Ronnie Radke. Yeah, yeah. And so some of these people do go away for a while, and you just kind of forget about them for a few months. And then they, you know, put out music, or someone asks them a question, and we go, well, oh, we got to talk about this guy now. But I think one of my favorite uh, consistent guys in our rotation, uh, we haven't talked about him in a very long time, I think, uh, Tommy Vexed. You remember old Tommy Vexed? Tommy Vexed of Bad Wolves, of Vexed, of Divine Heresy, of Snot, of like three or four other bands that he's been kicked out of for having violent fights with band members and sometimes their wives. Yeah, he's, I, I guess uh, he's gotten past the FBI asking him questions about January 6th and now he's putting out music again. Yeah, um, everybody remembers a couple of years ago, he uh, kind of decided to just blow up his uh, personal life and professional career uh, in favor of chasing MAGA dollars. And wouldn't you know it, that was not a long-term strategy for success, unfortunately. 
he raised like eighty thousand dollars for like GoFundMe to put out an album that never came. I still out. don't think is out. <laughs> He raised like $80,000 and then I think went back to the well a few more times because he was like, oh, dang, all my legal fees ate up that money I was going to spend to record an album, so I just need more money. Uh, I don't think it's ever going to come out, man. Sorry. And now he has another band that plays songs from his old band, Divine Heresy, and he's hooked up with uh, Mark Rizzo, formerly of Il Nino and Soulfly, and one of the guys who was in Machine Head at one point, the buff dude with the dreadlocks, and just like, okay, it, that's cool, I guess. Um, so, as we predicted, you know, I think I predicted a much more violent flame out, but, uh, you know, regardless, his uh, career has fizzled out pretty hard uh, to the point where we got this delightful headline the other day. Uh, courtesy of the PRP, Tommy Vex says he's been on a mission to make amends with his ex-Bad Wolves bandmates and more. Quote, I caused a lot of wreckage by just really blasting everybody. <laughs> uh, what, what do you make of that, Jordan? I think it's a nice way of saying, I need money, please let me back in the band. By the way, have you ever heard KK's Priest? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, didn't didn't KK's priest open up for Judas Priest the other day or some shit like that? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. It's just he's obviously not in the popular band he was in, mm-hmm. and he's trying to break out on his own with the right wing grift or trying to like recapture one of the bands that he was in that I wouldn't say was popular, but was at least on a major label for metal. They're on Century Media for I think one album. Yeah, and you know he's trying to. Make amends, whether it is sincere or not. That is not for me to decide. It's for the people, the many people he has wronged. And uh, I would assume he's just trying to make amends in order to get back in the band. Because I will say, after he left, Bad Wolves is not as popular as they were. Now, I don't know if that is because he's not singing for them or people don't like the new guy or it's just their time has passed already and it would have happened anyway. It's tough uh, to so, say. Yeah, it's it could be one or the other. Their biggest hit was covering the Cranberries song and then they had little trickling of interest afterwards. But it's like the band hasn't gone up or down since. They're still like an opening band. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if having him come back would make any sort of difference. It would for him making money. Uh, So uh, on this article on the PRP, they posted this very, very long statement that he wrote. Uh, Actually, it was um, in a video, so it was transcribed. So God bless Wook from the PRP for listening to us and transcribing it. But he goes on and on talking about all the people he has wronged in bands, in uh, management situations, just talking about how, like, Things are made up. Things are better now, while also like blaming the media and blaming the pandemic. Yeah. So yeah. still the same guy. Um, we shall see if anything happens with this. Perhaps he will be back with Bad Wolves. I would suspect probably not, but maybe it'll be good enough for like a guest spot. I'm going to go through some of his rambling bullshit here, if that's okay with you. You can. Like I said, it's very long. It is long. I don't know. But he's like... Uh, long story short is, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I keep getting tagged in things that involve the bad wolves. Like I get tagged in their posts. I get tagged in their announcements, you know, and I I see what's going on here and I I don't like it. (laughs) It's like, well, number one, who is snitch tagging Tommy Vex and all this shit is my question. (laughs) Uh, so let you guys uh, know a little bit about what's going on. Obviously you saw when I turned 14 years sober, I went to Costa Rica, you know, did a little spiritual retreat. I've really been digging deep in my recovery and looking at my past, doing my step work. And, you know, since that time, I've been on a nine-step mission where I'm making making amends with a lot of people that I had beef with or that didn't, you know, criticize me or that, you know, we had various infractions and issues that happened as a result of 2020 and the pandemic and the election and politics, you know, fighting back and forth. And I'm thinking, like, who did most of the fighting there? <laughs> it's not just a recent thing with you. Yeah. 
uh, says, uh, I don't want to engage in this anymore, and I don't, I don't need you guys to do it on my behalf. You know, me and Chris from Bad Wolves made up a while ago. You know, me and Ivan from Five Finger Death Punch, we squashed the beef. We even did a song together and shot a video. You know, I've been in touch with those guys, hanging out with Zoltan and uh, seeing Chris. You know, having all my friends back in my life has been a blessing. It's a lot. It's got a lot to do with taking responsibility. Me taking responsibility for my part in these misunderstandings, and also, you know, just the drama. So uh, the other week I got a call with Alan Kovac. I was able to make amends with uh, my former manager and uh, record label. And I, I remember him blasting him like super hard, like calling him like scum of the earth, saying that he scammed him out of money and shit like that. Do you think that he is friendly with him now? Yeah, they're hanging out. They're buds. They're going to they're going to see the Barbie movie soon. Yeah, we had a good talk and uh, surprised he took it as well as he did. You know, the thing is, Alan, I got to discuss exactly what happened. I've uh, made aware of a lot of stuff that was going on, spilling the tea and all that. It caused massive problems for a lot of people that I didn't even see. So, you know, while me and my former bandmates on the label guy are busy fighting and having lawsuits and talking shit, everybody at the record label was stressing out for months. You know, there was this 10-month ordeal of people uh, having to deal with drama, having to deal with stress. You know, Chris, who worked as a manager, and Constance, and Jakey, and Crystal, and all these people were stressed out because we kept having this online battle. The media would go after me. I would perceive that as an orchestrated hit piece. Then I would attack the band, or I attack X, Y, and Z, and as a result of it, we split the fan base completely in half. Hmm. I'd like to look at those numbers. You know, <laughs> I think it's more of a 90-10 sort of thing. You know, the people who follow me, I'm super grateful for you guys. I love you. Everything I have in this life to this point is uh, because you guys stuck by my side. But I'm, I'm going to ask you guys one more favor, and that favor is to not, uh, you know, is to stop trolling my ex-band members. <laughs> it's like, is that, do you think that's actually happening? I'm sure there's a few people that do it. I just it I, is the it is the internet. Yeah, he says here. Um, I don't like bullying. In my self righteousness, I felt like I was fighting back, but feelings aren't always facts. And sometimes when you know you can be sober for a long time, and if you're not working the book, if you're not working the steps, you're not living by the principles, you can turn into a dry drunk. And so I caused a lot of wreckage just by really blasting everybody. <laughs> Uh, what do you think about that? Is that what was happening, or, or is he just a huge piece of shit narcissist? Yeah, I'm going to go with the second one on I, that. I think I think so too, man. Uh, he get, he talks a lot about spirituality and God, and uh, you know the the twelve steps or whatever the fuck, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't really have time for all of that shit, but you know you can see where he's coming at from this, uh, saying that you know he. Um, Basically, has terrorized every bandmate he's ever had uh, because uh, he was not uh, following the uh, the effective teachings of Alcoholics Anonymous. So, you know, there's that. No mention of ex girlfriends. Uh, didn't he have a restraining order put against him, like he, court orders? He sure did. Uh, his ex definitely mentioned that uh, she uh, physically abused him. So, so I don't I don't know what to I don't know what to make of that. Maybe that doesn't uh, that doesn't fit into uh, the 12 steps there. That's well, something well, he's only doing nine steps. So he's cutting out of that's true. You fucking take cutting corners, taking the easy way out. Typical Tommy vexed. Um, so, uh, I, uh, I, I, t I totally believe, you know, as we were saying that, uh, bad wolves, uh, is never going to, um, hit the same heights that they had before. Uh, this is partially his fault for being a huge fucking asshole. And, uh, you know, being, uh, more focused on right-wing grievances than uh, shutting up and playing his music. Uh, so uh, that's never going to come back. And even if he joins the band, like it's never going to, I don't think they would ever take him back either. Even if the money was good. Yeah, I don't think so. And I think the bloom is off the rose with the band. I think at this point they are whatever your direct support for a more popular generic hard rock band, your five finger death punches or whoever else is popular at the time. And uh, they're a slot on a festival. Yep. And y you can get a career out of it. That can be your life. But I don't think it's, they're going to really have any sense of popularity or interest that they once initially have, unless they do some sort of cover again, which is entirely possible. Likely, I would say. 
like just tricking middle-aged moms to listening to your song when they're getting their hair done at the salon. So, oh, I know that song. It sounds so soulful. Yeah, I, I bet that they are currently kicking themselves in the ass for not having a cover of Nothing Compares to You ready for like the Ooh. moment that Sinead died, you know? You know, it's... What was it that, that been Our Last Night? Yeah. I could see them having covers in the bank for just... 80s, 90s pop songs waiting for people to die. It's kind of like just the, so they can release the it. AP has like a huge stash of obituaries ready to go at any moment. <laughs> right. And sometimes they accidentally release them <laughs> before someone dies or it's there's like still placeholder stuff in it because they didn't update it. And it's like, you know, this person died brackets age here. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think you're totally right. I, uh, I got to look at their YouTube channel, but I would be shocked if, uh, our last night did not already put out the nothing compares to you cover. Um, well, I mean, that's all well and good. He's, uh, clearly trying to be a better human now. Uh, so he's probably not taking the second to last refuge of a scoundrel, right? He's definitely not. I mean, he doesn't have a cowboy hat on in this press photo I'm looking at. He's not covering David Allen Coe's Tennessee Whiskey. He's not teaming up with the goofiest-looking country rapper I've ever seen covering that obvious industry plant conservative country guy, Oliver, not in my backyard, Anthony. It's Everything's going great. Yeah, they love uh, Bixman, north of Bixman. Um I... <clears throat> I say the second to last scoundrel, uh, refuge of a scoundrel. You know, the last one is, of course, Christianity. But with the faux uh, spirituality injected into a lot of this uh, bro country shit, I feel like they're one and the same here. We're converging to a singular point with both of those at the same time. Yeah, uh, the way that U.S. evangelical culture kind of subsumes everything like southern coded like it's all one thing it's a god family guns it's all wrapped up into one thing and with crummy guitars and a twang in your voice and uh expensive flannel while you're talking about being a son of the soil so i feel like specifically i would like to talk about tennessee whiskey originally by david allen co of course um that has been a staple, I guess, of every speaker that interacts with the public for about eight years now, thanks to Chris Stapleton's cover of it. That is everywhere, all the time. It has been for many, many years now. Uh, I was at the fucking barber shop the other day, and the cruel fuckers there uh, subjected me to a bunch of uh, different face-tattooed shitheads covers mm. of uh, Tennessee Whiskey. Um, if you are... Again, a uh, a showed that likes to oversing. This is this song is fucking catnip for you. Probably, I would say David Allen Coe's worst sin. <laughs> when I saw this news, I read it too fast, and I thought it said he was covering Tennessee Williams. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, really? Like Stella, cat on a, cat on a hot tin roof, or or something like that. But no, nothing cool like that. Yeah, just, they're doing they're doing the. Uh, Theatrical production of a streetcar named Desire, as done by The Simpsons. New Orleans! <laughs> Can't you hear me yella, Stella? <laughs> uh, see, that would be a really interesting thing. I would, I would actually give him money for that, I think. But of course that's not what happened. That, that would be fun. This is not fun. Uh, so he uh, enlisted the help of Angel Vivaldi. Christ. Uh, to help him... Just over-emote on this piece of shit song. Um, did you watch the video of Tommy Vex covering Tennessee Whiskey? Not the whole video. It's Part of this is him singing in the studio, right? Yes. Well, I mean, it, it's entirely that. I say this because the satisfaction on his face as he's over-singing <laughs> this thing is so present. Uh, I... It's 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 the definitely the German desire to punch a guy in the face thing, you know. I just couldn't get over that he was wearing a backwards hat while recording in the studio. It just gave me like 
Tim Pool, Phil Labonte vibes. Like, yeah, it's okay. No, for sure. You have a shaved head. That's fine. You yeah. don't need to wear a hat at all times. Everyone knows that you're bald and it's okay. Uh, all the excess testosterone replacement has caused that. It's you, you chose that. That's okay. Steve Austin and Goldberg allowed men to be bald in society. It is okay now. Anyway, let's let's listen to some of this smooth <laughs> Tennessee whiskey, if we will. Can you imagine a smoother vocal track? <laughs> I don't think there's an Instagram filter that could smooth this anymore. Um, I I hate this a lot. Uh, what what did you think? Did you like it though? No. <laughs> um. So he's trying for this. Uh, let me open up the video here. I'm just curious exactly how um how well his uh his fans have taken onto it. Uh, let's see. We got eleven thousand views on this. What do you think? Is that is that is that okay? It was only released a few days ago, mm-hmm. so it's not bad. It's one of those things where you have to come back in like three weeks to really see how it's doing. Yeah. Like, was this movie release really popular, or did you just have an initial interest and then like no one's talking about it anymore? Um. I don't know. You're kind of asking a lot of a cross section of radio hard rock slash metal fans listening to a soulful cover of a David Allen Coe song. Um, I love the comments here. Like, uh, <clears throat> you should do a duet with Chris Stapleton. I'm like, he would fucking give his ball sack for that. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Stapleton has standards. Chris Stapleton is headlining, like, festivals. <laughs> it's, he does not need the dregs fucking sucking off his cover. <laughs> um, yeah, he can spot a lamprey from a mile away. We're not going to worry about that. See, there's uh, the video is new, but apparently the song's been out. Because there's uh, on one of the related videos just the music version of it that came out eight months ago and has 124,000 views. I'm looking at the sidebar here. I missed this entirely. Uh, that Tommy Vexed uh, did a cover of uh, "Take Me to Church," uh, which again sounds awful, absolutely awful. But uh, it has uh, what's this here? Uh, three and a half million views on there. That's not nothing. I feel like we're just looking at the mirror image of the uh, the the our last night uh, cover industry complex. It's just uh, you have a um, a guy who uh, sings with a ham sandwich voice instead, just covering someone else's songs and making sure you have that nice thumbnail, that YouTube thumbnail to mm-hmm. go with it to make sure people click on it. Uh, I did learn my lesson this time. I am looking at all of this uh, in an incognito window. So yes. <laughs> I, I despise it that much that I made the extra effort. I never do that. And I will say this Take Me to Church video, mm-hmm. also wearing a backwards hat while he's recording. Yep, yep. Uh, this is uh, shameless, I would say. But I think it can get worse. What do you think? We are falling down the vexed rabbit hole. He's been gone for a couple months, and we're just catching up now on one show. What do you, what do you got next? Vexed foray into country continues as he will soon be guesting on a remix of Oliver Anthony's "Rich Men of Rich Men North of Richmond," being put together by country rapper John Widowmaker. Oh fuck yeah, dude! My nipples are so hard right now. <laughs> Just reading the words country rapper just makes the bile rise to the tip of my tongue. Like, those two things, no. No, 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 no. Like, this is a a phenomenon that's been going Mm. for a while now. Um, And I I felt mostly pretty insulated from it. uh, But, again, horrible things are happening uh, in our dearth of culture. Like, my dad, he, uh, he went to some country music festival recently, and he was so excited 
uh, to tell me that he had caught uh, this country rapper named Jelly Roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like, very popular. Yeah, he was. He was telling me like this, you know, elaborate industry backstory that somebody had created for this guy, <laughs> and he was so excited. He was like, you know, he's got a lot of tattoos or whatever, but he's he's really good. I don't normally like that kind of thing. I'm like, God. Damn it, you are a sucker. <laughs> How did you raise me? Come on. <laughs> I saw a commercial. There was like a documentary for this guy on Hulu or one yeah, of these other no, places. So. Guess who watched it? My fucking father. Yeah. <laughs> he got suckered in. He's going to give him his pin for his ATM next. Oh, my God. It's it's and, terrible and to watch this happen to old people. Did you just say to your father, do you know what jelly roll means? <laughs> no, what does it mean? It is... A old slang term for vagina. Ah, that's kind of weird. I guess it could be like calling yourself big pussy or something like that. I guess if you're a gangster in New Jersey, sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I really can't abide by any of this shit because, you know, it's, it's corny. It's so corny to see some fat white guy covered in face tattoos uh, put together a stupid video where he's, you know, making rap arm movements from behind mm-hmm. the wheel of a jacked up F-350. It's like, you have a sense of self-awareness. You look like a fucking asshole. And that's, well, I I guess that I am the sucker here uh, because it, it is uh, rapidly unfolding that that is what a huge portion of this country actually wants. Mm-hmm. Because there's more than one of these guys. There's a... Uh a growing number of guys who just, they really all look the same. They all sound the same. Like you said, they have the arm movements as they walk side to side in front of lifted F one fifties and some muddy field. There's American flags. They're rapping about, uh, shotgunning out of their shotguns and just all sorts of ridiculous stuff. And man, I do not want any of this. I can accept country. I can accept rap. I can't accept both of them together. It's not Reese's peanut butter cups. It is not two great tastes that go well together. Yeah, it's toothpaste and dog shit here. And I, I, well, let's 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 talk about uh, our latest find here. My my newest obsession, uh, one John Widowmaker. Uh, we were previously unfamiliar with uh, with uh, Mr. Widowmaker, which is a damn shame. I don't know where this has been all my life. Um. <clears throat> So we can we can look forward to um, again Chris Rufo's pet project uh, Oliver mm. Anthony uh, the remix of Richmond North of Richmond featuring Tommy Vex and John Widowmaker it's coming soon we will be talking about that of course great uh, as soon as it's available uh, but this guy uh, you and I both watched the video for Raised by Wolves put together uh, early 2022. Doesn't have a ton of views, but I can fucking smell a star when I see one. <laughs> Is that what you're smelling? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do think it's convenient that Raised by Wolves is the name for his song. And he's hooking up with yeah. Tommy Vex. No, it's it's always helpful. And I know this is another mark of like... Um, <laughs> Like of a scoundrel, when you put up your your song on YouTube, it's like your artist name, the song name, and then like you put in the title uh, what people should get out of it. So it's John Widowmaker, Raised by Wolves, Outlaw Country Music. Outlaw, Skull and Crossbones Emoji Country Music. American Flag Emoji. Um, <clears throat> how would you describe John here? Obnoxious. Oh, but uh, as far as... If I had one word, it would be leathery. (laughs) (laughs) He's spent a lot of time in the sun. Yes. Uh, We talked about all these guys look the same. He has has arm tattoos, uh, a ridiculous looking watch, big cowboy hat, big sunglasses, a very shaped, pointed beard. Yeah, yeah. Where it just looks like he massaged mud into it. It has that look and... He's hooked up again with the same guitarist who used to be in Machine Head and with Tommy Vexed and in Once Human, the dreadlock buff guy. Yeah, again, a a Zelig figure continuing through all of his horrible genres. Uh, No, all of these guys, they look the exact same. They have, like, as you said, novelty facial hair, they have identical uh, arm and neck tattoos, they all shop at the buckle. They are all roughly 47 years old and incredibly leathery. Like, I, I, 
you know, I, I get in my head, like I've got all this music that I've, I've made over the years. I'm never going to release because it's like, I'm, I'm too old for this kind of shit. But these guys are like pushing 50 and like, I'm an outlaw motherfucker. I'll kick your ass. It's like, no, you're old. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> I'm, I'm an outlaw motherfucker. I'll kick your ass. Just don't punch me in the face or knock my hat off. So yeah. people can see my bald head. It's like, mother, pay your child support. Shit. Kids are, your kids are old enough to go to college now. They need tuition. Come on. You're assuming he knows where his kids are at any point. That's fair. Um, this one, I think, this video for Raised by Wolves, I think uh, really stood out to me, uh, first of all, and that you see John uh, Widemaker's, um, you know, very leathery visage uh, rapping uh, from in front of a uh, bonfire while wearing a uh, wolf headdress and uh, Native American jewelry. <clears throat> And, you know, I uh, I don't want to make any assumptions here. I'm like, this guy could be native, right? But we immediately go to the first line of the lyrics here and realize, no, he is actually not. <laughs> yeah, there's... Uh, I'm really curious about him now because we're falling into the hole with this guy. Because his bio on his website doesn't say all that much. Uh, we don't know his real name. All we have to go by is this image and the fact that also he spells Widowmaker, W-I-D-O-M-A-K-A-R. I mean, that's just cool. So uh, let's go through the lyrics here because I think this paints a better picture than we could possibly describe. He says, I grew up in a small town an hour out of Vegas on a Moab Valley res around some crazy ass natives. So like I see this guy looking like a dickhead wearing uh, native stuff and I'm like, OK, well, I mean, <clears throat> He's probably a native then. Uh, so he says, follows it up here. It says, uh, to those claiming every honky is a racist, I wish like a motherfucker we could trade places. I had it rough because the color of my skin. As a young buck, had to learn to take it on the chin. But I earned my respect, boy. Try that shit again. A couple of broken hands later, now they look at me as kin. And I look at them the same. Might as well have the same blood coursing through our veins. They're my brothers. Mr. Paleface is my name. The William Bonnie and my gang. Boy, I'm quick to bang. So, uh, we get his biography here, in which he, uh, again, feels entitled to uh, drape himself with all of his shit because he grew up around Native people. Does that check he out was, you? He was in a group called Paleface. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Anyway, I don't I don't think that's a good idea. That's probably not great. <laughs> yeah, but uh looking at his bio, it also mentions John has collaborated with artists such as Ivan Moody of Five Finger Death Punch. Oh, that check these guys are the same. Absolute same. Jake E. Lee. Come on, man, you can do better. I don't think he can anymore. Brian Martin, Logan Mater of Soulfly and Machine Head. That guitarist guy. Colt Ford, John Connor, and Babyface. John has also rocked with Cottonmouth Kings, ICP, Twisted, and Jelly Roll, and opened for Busta Rhymes, DMX, Tech 9. I mean, like, saying that he opened for Busta Rhymes, DMX, and Tech 9, that's not a big deal because those were all the same gathering of the Juggalos. Like... You don't yeah. get to you don't get to claim that you know, don't list out Twisted, ICP, Cottonmouth Kings, like all of these guys were on one gathering of the Juggalos. You're patting your stats, you bitch. It was one show, and you played first. Yeah, you, people threw shit at you. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Uh, the hook here. You ready? You you ready? I am ready. Raised by the wolves, I come alive in the night. Because I was raised by the wolves. They call me the alpha dog. <laughs> and I'm running with a pack. You're always ready to fight when you're raised by the wolves. I'll send you to meet your god and there ain't no coming back. Now, I guess my question here is, who calls you the alpha dog? I want to know specific names. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> um, John Widowmaker. John Widowmaker. And John Widowmaker. Now let's let's continue on with this next little beginning of the verse here, because I think that again we're we're taking some liberties that we should not be taking here. <clears throat> I was raised amongst the savages. 
Mm. How do you feel about that? Not great, especially when he's dressed up in cliche, like old Hollywood garb of what they thought Native Americans wore and looked like. Like this is bordering on like as offensive as blackface, I think. Like, like he's not- he's seconds away from doing the uh, Atlanta Braves chop. <laughs> like he has a line. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he has a line here. It's just like we smoke him peace pipe. <laughs> Uh, I, I would love to uh, hear uh, from actual uh, Native Americans w- their thoughts on uh, Mr. John Widemaker here. I think I think that would be I- enlightening. Uh, but he says here, I was raised amongst the savages way before these cameras could capture us. <laughs> Shoes like poops. And <laughs> um, every move we made, the shit was fabulous. Because you could whoop a motherfucker's ass and no one would say your name when the sheriff comes around and asks, who did it? Nowadays, they feel like snitching is a trend. If the deal is sweet enough, they're telling their best friends. Most of these rappers would tell their own mamas. Trust me, I just did five in the feds over marijuana. Man, I've seen it all. I know nobody owes me nada. I'm a gangster, though. I seen it as I'm cleaning up my karma. I ain't no Dalai Lama. I still congregate with monsters. It's still death mm. before dishonor, loyalty before the dollar. Okay. Uh, we have our hook again where he is, in fact, the alpha dog, according to the wolves he is raised with. He says, I was raised in the jungle by a pack of wild wolves, coyotes, and rabid dogs, and sitting bull. Again, really taking liberties here <clears throat> cowboys and indians wait he was wait hold on <laughs> yeah he was raised in the jungle uh-huh with wolves uh-huh coyotes uh-huh rabid dogs uh-huh and with a famous native american chief who has yes. been dead for 200 years correct that's exactly right and that's all in the jungle yes okay good i'm glad we cleared that up uh cowboys and indians all of them quick to pull Hang your ego at the door. We humbly ask you to keep it cool. I love that this song is an exercise in jerking his own ego off. He's like, hang your ego at the door, amigo. Don't be a fool. You can wind up in a pool of your own blood, broken beer bottles, and bar stools. In a place where a smile on your face seems cruel, because the good die young and the wicked men rule. What do you think, man? I think he is a white guy pretending to be a black guy, pretending to be a native guy, pretending to be a wolf guy. There's a lot going on there, man. Uh, when we talk about like identity, <laughs> you can unpack it into this into like a PhD lecture. Uh, this is something else for sure. Um, I think that we probably won't see anything of John Widowmaker in the mainstream, but he is going to go in my little personal collection of guys to follow. There is the possibility, because he does know these people, he's in these circles, of him doing a guest spot for one of these bands. It's entirely possible. It is, yes. Um, still, I, I don't think he has it to do, to go bigger. Um but we'll we'll see, because uh, I will be following this closely. You're on the John Widowmaker beat now. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, you know, in, in the meantime, while while Joe Lynn Turner is caught up with f- fighting the invasion, you know, I, I've got I've got John Widowmaker to look after. Just uh, adding to the, our pantheon of guys. Love our pantheon of guys. Um, it's pretty good stuff. Uh, I'm looking forward to his collaboration with Tommy Vexed uh, on that horrible ginger stupid song. Uh, I'm sure it will get him many, many millions of views and many, many dollars. Uh, I think it'll probably fizzle out pretty quick, but still, it'll be very funny in the meantime. Yes. Uh, pretty good stuff. Um, should we jump off the Vex beat for now? Do you want to talk about another one of our guys, or do you want to talk about a a bigger one of our guys? You pick it, because I, I can't tell which direction you're going here. So we can talk about Franz running for president. Ah, yes. Let's do that. 
Okay, we'll knock this out of the park quickly, or I don't know, have it be a bunt single. Attila vocalist Chris Franzak, a.k.a. Franz, has announced that he has decided to run for the position of President of the United States. Mm-hmm. The metalcore vocalist slash adult entertainer what? revealed... I'm sorry? I miss. I guess I missed that part. I think he has an OnlyFans page. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. The metalcore vocalist slash adult entertainer revealed his campaign, supposedly under the banner of the Libertarian Party, uh-huh. which is just perfect for both. It fits so well that he wants to be a libertarian, and I think he fits right in with what they want to do. I I agree. Uh, I think he should probably be the poster child for libertarianism in the United States. And there is a good chance that he could actually be their nominee because they do not exactly have the largest bench of people to run for them. Well, wasn't there like a schism uh, over the last election over the guy that wouldn't stop wearing a top hat? (laughs) What was his name? Al Jorgensen? I think that (laughs) that's exactly it. That was exactly who it was. So here's what he said. Today is the biggest day of my life. My name is Chris Franzek, and I'm running... Let's uh, let's back up for a second, though, because I I saw his um, uh, video announcement on Twitter, and I guess I had never heard him talk before. I I don't want to... I realize that I got kind of an annoying voice, but, like, I did not expect that to come out uh, of what appears to be Ben Roethlisberger with face tattoos. Again, all these guys start to look the same. Uh, he has he has a funny voice. Can we say that? Is that okay to say? If that's what you want to say, then I think you should say that. I think that's acceptable. I, I'm I'm gutting on my soapbox here, Chris Franzak. You have a funny voice. Okay, we can continue. Today is the biggest day of my life. My name is Chris Franzak, and I am running for president of the United States. I am not a politician, but let's face it: the world has never been helped by politicians. The government is corrupt. We don't need any more politicians running the show. We need real people, real critical thinkers. We need a candidate that represents the American population. I came from nothing, and because of the American dream and my God-given talent, Mm -hmm. I was able to build an empire. Mm -hmm. I I want to make America a better place for everyone. I represent every single person in this beautiful country, Mm -hmm. and I want to make sure your voice is heard. That's why I believe you should vote for me to be president of the United States of America. All right. Uh, I do appreciate that in the middle of this video, he pulls out a um, uh, Modelo Oro, which is the low-calorie version of uh, Modelo, because he can clearly see that his face is bloated up with booze, too. (laughs) So I guess at this point, it's worth pointing out that, was it the bassist in his band was accused of sexual assault? The drummer in his band was accused of a sexual assault. He was accused of sexual assault as well. And grooming of an underage girl. Yes. Uh, Who could have seen it coming? All of the, uh, you know, uh, performances in front of uh, children where he's wearing a uh, full print suck my dick t-shirt, you know, whatever. Who could have seen it coming? Speaking of Mm t-shirts, one of the band's t-shirts, I don't know if they still sell them, says in very big letters, parental advisory, Explicit fucking content. I will find your fucking bitch and fuck her right in front of you. Mm-hmm. So that's who you're dealing with. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> if you want to be a libertarian candidate on any platform whatsoever, I think that we have to come up with a basic ground rule here, which is mandatory hard drive check. Think, think you're going to find some sus material? I mean... <clears throat> it's kind of a it's kind of a cack here because like if there isn't sus material, are you qualified to be a libertarian candidate? <laughs> he probably has a secret second phone that he keeps somewhere just for that. That's true. That is very true. Uh, this is uh, extremely stupid. Uh, it, it is nothing. It is going nowhere. But he wanted attention, and I guess he's got it here. Uh, stupid man. Very stupid. Uh, his music sucks too. Uh, and it appears that he is actively dying of alcoholism, so that's cool, too. Well, from your lips to God's ears. Yep. Uh, what's, uh, what's, what's next up on our list here? So the bigger news that's been going on this weekend and that I've been watching from afar 
is last year we talked about the Blue Ridge Rock Festival. We sure did. Probably the biggest rock and metal festival in the United States. I think yeah, that's fair to say. Just I think so. Based on the sheer number of bands they have on it and the number of people that go to this thing. Uh, last year we talked about kind of the origins or the mystery surrounding this gigantic festival and who's really behind it. And it turns out it's some like Christian 29-year-old guy who mysteriously got all of this money from his father's church yeah. to put on rock music festivals. I, are the Mormons not involved here some way? <laughs> I can't quite remember a year ago. I don't think they were Mormons. I think they are some sort of evangelical. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so yeah, like some kind of slush money from a mega church putting this on you. Mm, checks out to me. And uh, so this year the festival happened again, and this was a f- another four day giant thing. Uh, I'll run through a lot of the bands that played on it. Just we'll stick to the ones people have heard of. Okay. Slipknot. I've heard of them. Pantera. Also heard of them. Shine Down. Mm. Five Finger Death Punch. Mm. Limp Bizkit. Mm. Evanescence. I was supposed to be Till Lindemann from Rammstein, but he had to drop off the show. Poor guy. Yeah, that's a shame. Stained. Megadeth. Papa Roach. Lamb of God. Danzig performing Danzig in its entirety and greatest hits. Now, here's an interesting one that I did not hear anyone talk about and found out about yesterday when I was looking up the show. Jeff Hardy. I did not know that Jeff Hardy made music. Yeah, he had a band for a while, and I guess he's... I assume he was playing music. He could have just been jumping off of the stage and high risers and landing onto people on tables, but for those that don't know, Jeff Hardy is a professional wrestler, but he does have some like generic rock band. No, I mean, like, his whole uh, shtick since, uh, you know, the Attitude Era or whatever was to look like uh, a new metal vocalist, so that checks out that you would have something like that, I guess. Rise Against, Three Days Grace, Cypress Hill, Chevelle, Pierce the Veil, I Prevail, Parkway Drive, Full Pyrotechnic Performance, The Used, Motionless and White, Coheed and Cambria, Baby Metal, Beartooth, Corey Taylor, the voice of Stone Sour and Slipknot. Ha! <laughs> Flyleaf with Lacey Sturm, original lineup reunion. Um, like Lacey Sturm. I, I assume they're passing out anti-abortion <laughs> pamphlets afterwards. Bad Omens, Flowrider, Lorna Shore, Knock Loose, Polyphia, Cold Chamber Reunion, Black Label Society, Three Six Mafia, Two Chains, Vince Neil, Machine Head, Blue October, Death Clock, The Ghost Inside, Asking Alexandria, Spirit Box, Sleep Token, Villy Vallow. Vanilla Ice, ICP, Tech 9 Testament, Biohazard, original lineup reunion, Job for a Cowboy reunion, Cavaleric Conspiracy, performing a special Sepultura set, Suicide Tendencies, Ginger, Free, On-Site, Pre-Party for Campers, Scott Stapp, the voice of Creed. Oh, fuck yeah. Avatar, Blackstone Cherry, Sleeping with Sirens, The Amity Affliction of Mice and Men, Slaughter to Prevail, Our Last Night. Mmm, hey, good for those boys. They've earned it. Electric Cowboy, exclusive U.S. festival performance. Good lord. Bless the Fall, performing one of their albums, who cares? Stephen Percy, the voice of Rat. Oh my god. <laughs> Somehow that's more pathetic than Scott Stapp alone. <laughs> oh, and you, you don't even see this picture that they used of him. It's, as you said, leathery. Yep. I mean, this is entirely made of leather. This is a couch at your grandmother's house that you stick to in the middle of summer. Starting a foundation to get hard rock dudes fucking skincare products. (laughs) Just uh, a moisturizer cannon to shoot them before they go on stage. (laughs) Oliver Anthony. Oh, boy. The Black Dahlia Murder, Exodus, Overkill, Soldier Boy, Finger Eleven, Rare United States Performance. Hmm. Taproot Reunion. Jesus. Death Angel, Drowning Pool, Trust Company Original Lineup Reunion. Oh, finally. Memphis Mayfire, Icy Stars, Crown the Empire, Census Fail, Stabbing Westward, Free On-Site Pre-Party for Campers, 10 Years. What is 10 on- Years? Uh, they were like post-new metal radio rock 
they've been around for a while but haven't achieved any sort of actual interest but they're just one of those bands where you hear it and it's just a rock song ah gotcha free on-site pre-party for campers non-point mm-hmm. cold 20th anniversary performance of year of the spider cky the acacia strain after the burial Amure first show in four years oh we've been missing them so much he has disappeared yeah he has he ha- he has stayed away, so I guess good for him. Yeah, he's been working on improving himself. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Chelsea Grin, Era, Northlane, Barry Tomorrow, rare U.S. performance, Escape the Fate, Attila performing about that life, Fit for an Autopsy, Struggle Jennings, uh, Adema, Veil of Maya, on and on and on, Born of Osiris. It keeps going. This is my point. Endless. Psycho stick. Absolutely point, endless. Tantric. <laughs> Uh, of course. Well, yeah, you can't have a festival without a tantric. Moto Grader reunion with Ivan Moody. Ah, uh, no, no way. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you go to Wikipedia and look at Moto Grader, most of this the the thing is just how many people have been in their bands. It's that little chart, mm-hmm. uh, and it goes on and on. There's a lot more bands, and the whole point of me saying this is that this is a massive festival. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of fucking bands. It's a lot of bands, and there's still more. So this is multiple days in a muddy field, and I think it's on the North Carolina-Virginia yeah. border. They moved it. And it was a disaster. People are still talking about it as we're recording about this. But there was just massive rainstorms for three out of the four days. So ultimately, they got like a day and a half of actual music performed at this thing. And then the rest of it has been shut down early or canceled in its entirety. While people are there, this stuff has been canceled. It's not like a a pre-canceled thing. Uh, And it's just torrential downpour, hail, tornado apparently hit at some point, just crazy wind. So a mud pit, there's just been rain and damage and camping equipment just gone away stolen whatever but that's not the only problem that's been happening with this festival oh beyond that whether there's only so much you can do we understand you can't help it that rain happens i think you the problem is that you didn't plan for it and people waited hours until like two three o'clock in the morning to get transportation out of the festival because it's one of those things where you park and the actual show is three miles away. So you have to get – they have little buses that ship people back and forth. And people waited on the side of the road for hours to get back to where they were. Uh, other problems included just trash everywhere, not enough uh, sanitation, porta potties. Uh, another problem that I read about was there was only one water refilling station for the general public. Wow. And one in VIP. <laughs> and they were selling like bottled water, but it was for four, five, six dollars, not letting people get the free hydration. Um, people have also, this is also being covered like not just on Twitter, people talking about it. There's a Facebook group that at last checked had 19,000 people in it that was something like Screwed by Blue Rock Ridge Festival. Oh my God. It's also being talked about on Reddit, the reddit.com slash r slash Blue Ridge Rock Festival, if you want to see people talking about their harrowing tales of escaping what uh, people are referring to as Fire Festival 2.0 or uh, was it Burning Man? Yeah, this is Fire Festival for people that exclusively wear affliction. (laughs) That work at AutoZone. Yep. Uh, One of the things that's going around, this is also like firsthand, secondhand account, so grain of salt but uh apparently food was really bad for like staff that were working there and someone posted talk to one of the guys wandering campgrounds selling shirts uh he told us the reason the festival was canceled was due to staff walkout apparently people had not been properly fed or taken care of uh, emts were either not helping people or were too like stretched thin to help people lots of heat stroke dehydration um, the stage ha- stagehands hadn't been fed in two days. There was no catering for the bands, apparently, either. Slipknot called in catering for the bands, staff and crew, and paid for it. After the show ended, the stagehands all quit. They basically had five to six hours to scramble to find a replacement crew and obviously couldn't. 
Now, people are saying that is also more of the reason of why these dates were canceled. Boy, that's tough to say. Uh, it seems like um, <clears throat> the last times that we had talked about um, this particular festival, there are a number of inherent issues with it. I know that uh, lots of people complain every year about accessibility problems, like, you know, stages are miles and miles and miles away from like where they can uh, walk or not walk from. Uh, so when you have uh, like adverse weather events in the middle of all of that, it definitely seems like you're fucked. So you don't even need like poorly treated staff to make that uh, unworkable solution at that point. Yeah. And uh, another thing with whether it's a big gathering or it's a big gathering in the middle of nowhere is that you lose cell phone service. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. you you lose your friends you're with. You can't get in touch with them. That's why you always have to have a plan for if you get separated. Meet at this stage. Meet at this merch booth. Something like that. Um, and beyond that, just emergency is trying to get out of the place. Like you can't call an Uber. You can't call for a taxi. Uh, for people that were camping and couldn't stay there anymore, a lot of them had to try to get hotels somewhere in the area which were booked up or oh, yeah. were charging exorbitant amounts of money because they could. So it was just a bad situation in a lot of different ways. So it's just, we shall see what happens if this festival continues, if they actually offer refunds, who knows? I do like the idea that this, uh, this kid, you know, who came out of nowhere, put together this huge, huge festival is somehow going to like, cost uh his family like their mega church <laughs> it's it's all gonna be tax moving around and non-profits i'm sure whatever funds this is a 5013 whatever so they don't have any sort of repercussions this isn't just someone wanting wanting to put on a concert with the funds to do it this is a scam in one way or another with sure this this many people involved and this was money spent into it I would assume that they are protected legally somehow. You're probably right. But at the same time, uh, I, w I think it's a good idea if we maybe keep some tabs on this going forward because I feel like it could get spicy. It could get spicy and it could provide some very, very fun uh, details about exactly where the funding for this came from in the first place. I did also see someone said, and this wasn't from a band, this was a fan at the show, that they couldn't get any sleep token merch because they didn't have a merch table because the festival was charging something like 40% of merch sold. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. I know that like we talked about this a year or so ago where European venues were taking uh, like merch cuts and like in no time at all, it spread everywhere. Like I saw Spirit of Drift saying the other day, like we're not going to sell merch at shows anymore because like these venues are taking a cut of it and we're just not going to fuck with that. Yeah, it's it's funny that more people are talking about it, but there hasn't really been any movement from any of the venues or whoever's booking these shows. It's just people are talking about it and that's it. Yeah. I mean, like, you think Live Nation gives a shit what people think about them? <laughs> no. They're fuck you, pay me. Yeah. <clears throat> but you'd think with enough uproar that something would happen, but nah. Not going to happen. I mean, that, that, is that not the last 40 years of U.S. history? <laughs> it's not just the U.S. problem, at least. It's also Europe and whatever. But, you know, bands are complaining about it, but they don't have much recourse to do anything about it. Venues are just like, yep, we sure are doing this. And I don't know, as fans, we're like, well, we want a shirt, so we're going to buy it. Yeah, I don't know. We came. We up talk the, about like setting up, up in a van across the street. So that's the maybe solution. That, yeah. Sell your shit out of the van across the street. Fuck the venue. Like, or yeah, what what are they going to do? Chase you down for the money afterwards? Just never play there again. Fuck them. Yeah, don't don't play House of Blues if you can help it. Yeah. Um, if anything, play your show. Uh, be as horrible to uh, the venue as possible, and uh, just never play there again. It'll be okay. It's fine. Um, and the other weird thing about this festival is because they had one day of like actual playing, there's all sorts of like positive feedback for that one day, and like videos of performances, bands saying they had a great time, and it's just sandwiched in between all of this disaster talk. Uh, I did see uh, some video footage of people having a nice time during that one day. <clears throat> 
Uh, you sent me this actually, and it's well, it's haunted my my memories ever since. Um, <clears throat> what what exactly is this, man? So I think this was on one of the days where like some of the music was played because people are there. Yeah. Um, and it's like cloudy skies in this video, but it's not raining. But I guess the sets were canceled in advance, whether it was a staffing issue or safety issue. But we have members of Shinedown, Papa Roach, and Oliver Anthony coming together for a acoustic pop-up show. And there are cowboy hats, there are acoustic outlaw guitars, and they're covering one of the most unnecessarily covered songs, at least in recent memory, by uh, crummy rock bands, Simple Man. Simple Man by Leonard Skinner. The sincerity with which these guys are pumping into it, it looks like they're fucking grabbing their hearts and pledging allegiance <laughs> to a fucking McDonald's bag. Simple kind of man. I despise this. Um, the, all of my hater energy, like all the things I hate about the South, all the things I hate about America, all the things <laughs> I hate about music, it's coming out right here. <laughs> It's all coming together in a creamy goulash of just the worst people. Um, everything's fake. Everyone's phony. All this shit and, sucks. And to, to see people like filming it and singing along and being into it, like I just, I just want to be like these guys. This is what you're into. And the answer is yes. Lots of people are into it, and it's a bummer. It is, and I, I don't know, man. I, I just, the world has turned and left me, man. <laughs> There's so much out there and you want to be into these guys covering these songs and to to be so passionate about it too. Not even like, oh, you know, not a bad not a bad track or yeah, I like uh Last Resort or something. But like, no, people, this is their life, this is what they're into and uh, you know, there's a part of me that doesn't want to begrudge them for it, like like what you want to like. Sure, but I, I say it all the time. This is another instance where I feel like a fucking alien. Like what you want to like, but don't be a fool. Don't be a sucker. Like there are extremely talented, creative bands out there that you could listen to on your phone right now and go see them play in a tiny venue that would be happy to talk to you after they're set. And you, you're just listening to this instead yeah. and being moved by it. Being moved by fucking Shine Down, Papa Roach. And the guy whose manager is fucking Paul Bearer. <laughs> <laughs> By the Peter Thiel-backed acoustic guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hate it. But I think that's probably a good note to end the show on. What do you think? <laughs> yes, I hate it. Toilet of Hell show. Thanks, I hate it. Uh, well, uh, it's too early yet. I'm going to hunt around for some music to close this on. But it, rest assured, it's something that I actually like at the very least. <laughs> Just the stupidest slam metal band you could it's find. It's probably going to be that. Sorry, guys. Listen to real music, cowards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me see those hammers. Uh, in the meantime, hey, uh, the fun has to end here. Wait, no, it doesn't. As a matter of fact, if you go over to patreon.com slash hell, you get so many hours of bonus shows. How many hours do you think? Like almost 100 probably? Probably. Yeah. Uh, bonus shows available for you there, along with monthly playlists. Uh, find something that is worthwhile to listen to instead of this. Uh, give us money, and you get that, and then um, well, everybody's happy, I think. That's uh, that's the dream of uh, commerce, <clears throat> right? Sure. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.
You're listening to 66.6 FM. Radio TOVH. The Flush.